You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. enough is enough this is my hour and this is my season is now or never it is true or it's a lie now or never look find somebody now or never it is either true or false we can't be testing the water is it warm is it cold is it lukewarm we're going right inside this river glory whatever this thing is it has to shape somebody just bend down right now just bend down prophetically and declare i am birthing a new season in my life come on somebody put your head between your knees and say it's time for a new spiritual order then raise those hands to heaven from your heart you know god all we need is just to come back to you that's all all we need is to come back to you we can no longer be a powerless people we cannot be a people that cannot bring down kings and raise kings look when god said that in daniel 2 in the new creation is through us that he brings down kings and establishes kings we can no longer dress up and come to programs and events Look, we worked out the calculation of this particular event, and it's not an event. It's not a program. It's not a conference. Biyama, this is a tent of meeting. And it's your decision whether you walk away from this place the same. I know I won't. I know what it cost me to be here. And I'm coming with an enough is enough anointing. You know, I'm old enough to spank some people. I sometimes I wish we could just line up prayer line, just begin to slap people like that. Slap some in the head, some in the backside, some on the waist, some and say, What is going on here? I'm going to make some boasts, maybe say things I never said in Nigeria, but I'm telling you. I'm of a ministry extract that changed an entire region in the United Kingdom. And I'm not telling stories. I will flow as I want. When your child sits in my McDonald's in the city center and a white person comes to your child and says, Ayobi, packs Harry's daughter, then it means that you have accomplished some things. Tell your neighbor, this thing is for real. This conference is titled manifestation of the sons of god we're going to adjust some things tonight you know when i came in i was going to kneel down and pray i said no i'm not coming from america i went to some powerful conferences nobody came in and knelt down there are some things we just do 
because of culture. I'm here tonight to bring the culture of the kingdom of God. We're prayed up. We are ready to shift things. I have friends here. I have anointed ministers of God here. We have been called the man of how many years? Every year there's a build up. Every year there's something God wants to achieve. This year is adjustment of time over your life. That is no longer this risk to what you live by. That you look up, you live by the signs of the time, and you become somebody that establishes what natural clock cannot establish. When you finish dealing with it in your bedroom, NTA will start announcing exactly what you arranged. Are we not in Abuja? Is the body of Christ not in Abuja? Are praying men not in Abuja? Are praying women not in Abuja? Is I don't know. Don't be religious with me. You can sit, you can stand. If you're standing, it's Passover. You heard the pastor say it is family. If you know how I got here, I thought I'll stand here and start. If I cry, don't get any, just don't judge me, just flow. Because it will be tears that there's an angel that collects the tears of saints. It's the second time ever in my nearly 30 years of ministry that I've had to minister from a place of deep adversity. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hmm? Because sometimes we think our pockets have to be full. Everything has to be together before we serve God. When it's coming from a place of adversity, something must shift. I was, I, I'm here by miracle. And for the love I have for this couple. Honestly. The spirit of God is moving here already. Please. I have not come to do church. I'm going to teach. I'm going to show you. Tomorrow we'll continue. Pastor Tony is coming. I've said some people, you, to some people, you have to discern what God is doing. There are many, many conferences. There will always be. But there are times God establishes a home to accomplish what he wants to do in a city, in a place. I make boast to say this is one of those times. And that's why I'm here. Hallelujah. Now let's just raise those hands to heaven. I'm going to be very quick. But I want us, the reference of God. You know, you go to places and say, the God is here. It's not, you, you're looking for him. He's here. The spirit of God is here. And I'm telling you, by Sunday, I even, there's a lady here, or maybe ladies. One of the signs of this conference is, is you know, literal, not shrinking, vanishing of fibroids. Hearing the spirit of God say that. Fibroids just vanish. Now, I went to a conference like that, one of these conferences. The, the adversity was not as deep as this one, but it was, you know, when God humbles you, I got to the conference. I'm talking because God is already here. I got to the conference, distinguished, everything drove my car, got there, and I came out, realized I forgot my shoes. So it's my bathroom slippers I had. I could not believe it. We're driving from Birmingham to London. I looked at my feet. I didn't know what to do. And then Nigerians, you know, were distinguished people. I came down in my bathroom slippers. And I was prepared for a topic. Maybe warrior woman. And they said, it's becoming the friend of God. I said, excuse me. I'm prepared for the other ones. When I got on the stage, God said, look, fibroids. Never knew that the worship leader had fibroids the size of a four-month pregnancy. When she got home that night, she laid her hands to pray over that stuff. It done. My daughter that came from America was rushed to hospital London that night and the diagnosis was shrinking fibroids. I already see that here. When I was coming, the Lord showed me healing anointing that will flow this weekend. And there's going to be tangible miracle signs and wonders because 
I have tremendous respect for Apostle Tony Rappel. He's a revivalist. God is going to answer us here. This time is going to be marked by healing, signs and wonders. I don't know who you are. You've had issues with home rent, all of that. Home issues are going to be sorted. Accommodation issues are going to be sorted. Some of you, the realignment may come from an eviction notice so you don't fear. So I want you to know these two things, that there's going to be physical healings. Let's raise our hands to heaven right now. Father, we just want to thank you already for, by Sunday night, the testimonies that we are going to give. This is a, a crusade atmosphere in this place. Thank you for the mirage of angels that are here with us, Father. Thank you for this great crusade. Thank you for the great cloud of witnesses over Nigeria that are joining us that we will not miss it. Right now, Father, we take authority over every casualness, Father. Father, we bind every spirit of casualness, everything that would cause us to, oh God, wrongly, oh God, define why we're here. Lord, we ask that your mind, oh God, which we already have, will be articulated clearly, Father, succinctly, oh God. And Father, that intended purpose will be achieved in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the sons of God that are here. And thank you, oh God, that we understand the times and we understand the seasons that is our time to manifest. Father, let every revelation be located in the, your timing for Nigeria for right now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Let's sit down very quickly. I'm going to, I want to just thank, I want to thank the set man over the house, his beautiful set woman. I want to thank Pastor Ikenna and Pastor Chineze. I say it everywhere I go, Pastor Ikenna is one of the reasons God used him to ensure that things were aligned in my life. I want somebody to jam those hands. You give honor to whom honor is due. Hallelujah. Give honor to whom honor is due. Many years ago, maybe eight years ago, first of all, Pastor Chineza was one of the first women we ever met here. My sister and I say that. And we thought that this young lady was like in her 60s. Her wisdom was like none other. I came in from England and everywhere, Mama Chi, Mama Chi, Mama Chi. It was just crazy. And this beautiful woman comes to sit down. You know, baby of, I mean, they may all have been older than her, but, you know, she still carries it. She carried such an, you know, a matriarchal anointing. Can somebody jam those hands? Amen. Hariyama Sokoto. Jam those hands. A matriarchal anointing that was just like none other. Now, Pastor Ikenna gave me a word he spoke something to me that made me when i left his office i went home to think i'm a thinker and i realized the importance of leadership leadership must always be conscious of those that are following the words that he spoke to me turned my life around all together in nigeria and i made up my mind I said, if this man of God can tell me this, and he has been in Abuja long enough, he made sure to tell me the number of years he's been in Abuja. And he began to tell me not to take for granted the favor that I had. He was very, very clear, very bold about it. To make me understand that what I take you know, for granted is not the norm. And he needed me to know that it was the favor of God upon my life. So I decided, and that is pretty much um, is part of the foundation of what I'll be sharing tonight. Tonight is about laying foundation. Hallelujah. And the man of God began to make me understand that I must not take for granted what God has done for me. I went home and I began to think of his words. And those words have guided me up to today. I made up my mind that if people respect you, if people honor you, 
the least you must do is to ensure that they are not disappointed in the one that they have chosen to believe in. Is that okay? Hallelujah. So if you will go with me very quickly, I was thinking, Lord, what do we lay foundation for tonight with? But I think I'm just going to run, run along. If you go with me, we are in a conference called Manifestation of the Sons of God. So I have honored them. I really, and the leadership of this church and um, I have with me here also great uh, women of God here. I want to thank you, Pastor Opie. Thank you, Bishop Tina. And um, thank you, others. I'm always looking for uh, your beautiful array in the spirit. Just really special woman you are, you know. Now and again, she shows up in my realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know that we are watchmen? Huh? I want a lot of people to wave at me. My passion... Maybe I need to tell you a little bit. Look, last night, what happened to me at Heathrow? Somebody say halfway place. Do you know that you're not just born again to just be born again? Do you know that? How many of you know that we're battle axes? Do you know that you're all God has in this city? Every believer. If he wants to change anything, he cannot change it through anyone but us. Do you know that? Do you know that you're heaven's last card on the earth? This is why the devil's battle is to cause us to, to begin to see ourselves as less of humans than we are seen in heaven. But he's a liar. Do you know that he's interested in us being shallow, being ignorant? Do you know he's interested in us not understanding what our pastors are laboring to teach us? I remember as a young intercessor in England, I, I was part of this ministry that was a gateway for a lot of the books that you read, a lot of the great men and women of God all over the world. Every year they would come to teach us. Every year they would come to teach us. One year I said, God, how can I pay my teachers back? I said, the only way I can pay them back is to rise up in maturity and begin to walk in what they've been teaching me. Now I grew up in a church in England. When I joined that church, we were only like five white families. By the time I was leaving, we were almost 50% black. I had the letter from my pastor. In a year, I asked pastor to give me seven people. We went in a, a prayer tower and we began to pray for a year because God showed me revival that is coming. Revival is birth. You cannot be in a church and be an attendant. You be coming, you be coming. After this weekend, somebody has to say enough is enough. Malika Basakata. You cannot be someone that attends church. You will begin to see that that is an insult by the end of tonight. That you are a son of the house and the house must work because you're there. That there must be beauty. If you're a woman, you will even go and study gardening because the church must be beautified. The altar must be beautified because you are there. You don't wait for anyone to tell you. You know that this is your house, not your church. Why are we saying this? This is manifestation of the sons of God. Manifestation of the sons of God conference. The very first responsibility, and I'm coming to this, I mean, I hope there's a timer here because there's so much passion. Look, the very first responsibility that was given man at, in Eden is to name, to define. To define a thing is to name it. So we're going to look at a lot of definitions to lay foundation. There is no child here. You know, I'm often told, Pastor, be your deep. Pastor, be your deep. Do you want to be shallow? I want you to answer me. So if I'm deep, may that deep connect to your deep. 
and may you become deeper than myself in the name of Jesus. So I grew up in a church. One year we prayed and at the end of the one year, by the time we came out of the prayer tower, a revival broke out. You know, the days of, you, these are not stories. We're in the days where you check facts. A revival broke, a healing revival. My pastor was speaking in Asian tongues. They were hearing their language and they were joining in droves. This is not book of Acts. This is Solihull, England. They were joining in droves. When pastor asked me to lead the first night vigil, this is what sometimes we're in frenzied fever. Friday, hey. You know, there's a way you do a thing, it becomes routine. You deny the power. The first vigil in 30 years, pastor said, Obi, I want you to lead it. He said, whatever God's laid on your heart. I said, whatever God's laid on my heart, I'm a personal protocol. I said, Lord, pastor, I cannot pray my heart. I need to be praying your heart. Some of you will run off. I'm, I'm laying foundation that's the day the entire story of the church we're having a family meeting okay so you better check for me micah chapter four just hold that because we're laying foundation micah chapter four and i'll tell you what you know i'm laying foundation with so pastor said you know i want you to lead this vigil if you see the process to do vigil we have to get permit from this council get that get that noise act all these different things and i just said to pastor pastor said what was on his heart is revival that's what's on God's heart right now. This particular encounter with God is supposed to achieve four things in one weekend. Revival, reformation, renewal, transformation. All of it's supposed to happen this weekend. Revival, that is God will just bring us up like people are waking from death, Zachariah 4. Okay, from revival, we move in our, our hearts. We begin to see things that are wrong that we want to bring back to the way they're supposed to be. From our personal lives to our nation. Hmm? Then we begin to believe that we are people that are carrying that grace that can possibly build a new nation. We begin to see the transformed Nigeria. Because sons of God are governors wherever they are placed. So we're trying to arrange things so that by the time we leave this place, we don't need anybody to come and give us an identity. We know the identity that we carry. We begin to speak in ways that heaven can quickly, that when you speak, angels will rush to come and answer. Heed to the voice of God's word that you are speaking. So I said, Pastor, I want to just pray Isaiah 60. You know, I opened up Isaiah 60 and the entire vigil was you come out to take a verse. You come out to take a verse. You come out to take a verse. I say healing re revival broke out in our church. I was in that church for 10 years and it was specific to cancer. Cancers were being healed. People were coming from all over the nations and my pastor was, would be praying and cancers being healed like that. Can, does somebody know that the Lord that did that? This is only just a, how many years ago? The, and I believe that the revival is still on that that God wants to break out like never before all over the nations we are in a time of the outpouring of God's spirit if you believe that this is so can you give me a shout of hallelujah and amen and praise the Lord all at the same time I say we're in the time of the outpouring of God's spirit again we are in the time of the outpouring of God's spirit that people will be driving past our churches they will not have any choice but to do a U-turn and drive in because they want to know what is happening that the power of God will draw them back into our houses that they will come to be healed that the words of Zechariah in chapter 8 will be fulfilled again that 10 men will hold your sleeve and they said take me to where your God is take me 
to where your God is because they can see him manifested in your life. Why are we here? I said we're here for a family meeting. And I don't want to read it yet so that we can go into definition. We're here for a family meeting and my text for the family meeting, maybe we'll look at it tomorrow. Today I want to just lay foundation and be open to the spirit of God. Because like I said, I came at the back of great adversity. Great adversity. I was willing at Heathrow. Heathrow Airport is a major gateway to the nations. So Micah chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, and Isaiah prophesied the same, verses 1 to 3. Now these scriptures tell us the time that we're in. When I'm invited to a conference, I pay attention to the theme. I pay attention to the name. I pay attention to the name of the church. Because you know why? I believe that God is real. I believe he's a living God. I believe his word is active. I believe it is sharp. I believe in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I believe that God is real. The spirit of God dwells inside of me. I'm led of his spirit. I believe I'm a son of God. I do not believe that I'm worshiping a deity that is not alive. So I pay attention to these very things. So when I ask the Lord in my own personal walk, what is the month of November going to be like? He says it's a month of manifestation of the sons of God. I had not had the same invitation. When the invitation came, I realized that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, I said, this is a month of manifestation of the sons of God. This is a month. You have a testimony. You're sitting in on that testimony. Some of you, it's already even come. And you have not known it because it's not come on four wheels. It's not a Jeep. It's not a wedding band. It's not Naira and Kobo. It's not dollars. But it's greater than that. I say it's greater than that. I say it's greater than that. In the name of Jesus. So, Micah chapter 4 begins to tell us, it says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. Can somebody shout to me in latter days? That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow to it. He said, this is the time for the mountain of the Lord's house, Kalamasika, that we are to rise above every other mountain. You have heard the teachings. Every other mountain, whether you're called to mountain of education, mountain of uh, agriculture, mountain, you come from the mountain of family. He said, it's time for the family of God to be healed and to rise up and to emerge. So now it's not about you individual. It's a corporate thing that the house of God must be a house of glory. Isaiah 60 verse 7 says he will glorify the house of his glory. That the house of God, every house of God, where it's truly the house of God, will be a house of his glory. That the glory of God appointed to that particular house. Why God named it that house? This is why we're in a place called the Father's Church. I teach something called the language of heaven. Heaven does not preach sermon. Okay? You know, this is a Bible teaching, Bible believing church. So I'm going to ensure that I go the way I know. I saw Papa Kionuzo. I know your pastor. I know your pastors. This is a, a Bible believing, Bible teaching church. The Father's church. What is God saying? I'm coming to have a family meeting in my house. 
Because if he goes to Nehemiah Church, we are going to be building something. No, he's come to talk to us. It's a family meeting. He said, I want us to have discussion. I want us to have some intimacy. I want us to discuss the issues. Because time is of the essence. So he goes where we will understand. Yes, he said, if you read the book of Joel chapter 2 that talks about outpouring. I've said to you, we are in a season of the outpouring of God's spirit. The spirit of God is still assisting us. The spirit of God is still waiting for a mature generation to emerge that can be giving keys to the kingdom of heaven, that can lead nations, uh, that can make decisions, uh, that can drive policies. That is what Matthew 16 uh, and verse 19 is all about somebody. But if we don't read the word, we're going to be out of the word. We will not understand it. So the enemy will resist anybody, anything that will come to bring you truth. So watch the space. Is that okay? Should I say that again? The enemy will create war. Don't in this season interpret your word. Don't give him the credit for it. Seek to understand what he's trying to prevent. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. So Micah begins to prophesy that there is coming a time because prophecy, prophecy deals with the future, deals with the past, deals with the present because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. So Micah begins to prophesy of a time such as this. He says at that time the mountain of the Lord's house will be lifted. It will be exalted above every other mountain. He said look God's people may look like they have lost it. They may look raggedy. It may look like things are not quite together with them. He said but there is coming a time. Somebody tell your neighbor there is coming a time. There is coming a time. And the thing about time is time belongs to the one that wakes up to say my time it's my time it's a now time time becomes what you define it to be if you determine that this is your time for this prophecy to be fulfilled in your life all you need to do is to rise up and say enough is enough there is a word that is existing there is a word in the atmosphere that there is coming a time the mountain of the lord's house that there is a exaltation that he's appointed to the body of christ that we were never meant to be down and out that there is an existing prophecy waiting for somebody to wake up lay hold of it and birth it because the word of god says forever and ever every word of god is settled in heaven just for someone to just take that key of the kingdom of heaven matthew 16 19 and say disallow despondency i disallow powerlessness i disallow infirmities i disallow i disallow unnecessary warfare i I disallow lawless leadership. I disallow. To bind is to disallow. It's not to tie with rope. Whatever you bind on earth, heaven is waiting for you to say, I disallow. And you can only disallow by revelation. I disallow. Because there is an existing word. God is waiting for a generation and they are here. That we say Micah 4 has to be fulfilled. Isaiah prophesied it has to be fulfilled. That there is coming a time, pastor. That the mountain of the Lord's house. <laughs> not by power. Not by might. But by my spirit. That the spirit of God 
for us. So God sets a woman, God sets a man and a woman and says, go, go declare, go declare manifestation of the sons of God. Go declare manifestation of the sons of God conference. A conference is a place where people come to confer. I want to have family meeting with them. I want to discuss with them this time. It's a progression. It's a progression. Right now, Malika Sakata. Somebody shout power. Somebody shout power. So this is the hour for the fulfillment of these prophecies that the mountain of the Lord's house, you know, we have been putting up billboards. We have been putting up billboards and that's an elevator. God said, this time I'm going to live it by my spirit. I'm going to lift my people up. I will come from church to church and choose those that will lead this nation. I will come from church to church and choose those that will make decisions. I, he just needs us to understand why. So tonight I want to explain why. That it is not because someone is doing you a favor. It is a birthright. By the new creation. Birthright. 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 From the origin of creation. It was in God's mind that it should be so. So Micah says that. Verse 2 please if you just give me. Isaiah prophesied exactly the same. And you know what I love about these prophets of old. Many nations shall come and say. So they are waiting. Many nations are waiting. You and I, look, you just put your hand on your belly as I'm talking and you say, God, I understand it. I catch it by the spirit. Your father can never say anything that you can't understand. You will eventually grow into it. When adults are speaking, sometimes we don't understand. But we grow and become adults. And we say, so that's what they were saying. But right now I've come to tell you, that where seasons and times are, the past and the present are working together. That thing you lost and where you are now working together so that you regain what you lost. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody listening to me? So don't worry about what hasn't gone wrong, right? Don't worry about what seems like the enemy took it from you. Don't worry about the things that have challenged you. Worry about what you can do today to ensure that you can redeem time with understanding. Maria Basakata, Leske, you will redeem time. Hallelujah. So Micah begins to tell us that many nations will come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his path. He said, look, the church is going to become a place of learning. It's going to become a place where people will come and get, you know, strategies to become more influential in society. So this is a word that heaven, everybody's on tiptoe. Uh, Romans 8, 19 tells you everybody's on tiptoe waiting for a generation to catch hold of this word spoken by these two prophets that this is the time if you pull them through Jesus Christ, it still remains very potent promise. My God, they're waiting. Who is going to catch this and understand that this is the time for the church to rise up? Ah, that they will not say, oh, quota system. Uh, power of incumbency uh, all the different languages that is used in the culture of today that the culture of heaven will come and swallow up all those words because he said behold I will do a new thing but before we get there he said in Isaiah 43 18 he said forget ye the former things consider not the things of old say behold this one you haven't seen it before can somebody establish that and say let it be so Amen means that it be so. Hallelujah. 
So he says, you know, and it shall be exalted. He said, this is, this is basically where we are. So let's go to definitions. Let's go very, very, very quickly to definition. So this conference is themed commission. Let's look at what we're talking about. And tomorrow we'll look at it in, in greater depth. So to be commissioned, commission means an instruction. It means a command or a duty given to a person or a group of people. Uh, you can leave that, that particular uh, page there. So commission means an instruction, a command, or duty given to uh, a person or group of persons. It means a group of people officially charged with a particular function. I want to ask us here as a body of Christ. Are we charged with a particular function? Do we have an instruction? If you, if you believe we do, wave at me. Do we have an instruction? We do. We do. Matthew 28, 19. Jesus said, go ye into the world and make disciples of the nations. Mark 16, 15 says the same thing. Say, go preach. Malika Basaka, preach through your business. Preach through your fashion. Preach through your worship. Preach through your work. The gospel to all. Thank you. Thank you. So this is called the culture mandate. So, to be commissioned then, because when you say commission, you're talking about something that's standing, it's an instruction. To now take it as yours, you're commissioned. So, what are we saying this week? We're saying, are there people in this room who believe that they are capable, that they have been anointed, appointed, prepared to be able to take hold of an instruction concerning their life, Concerning their church, concerning their street, concerning their nation, and work it out for God. Because when you're working it out, that becomes a verb. You're working it out. Are there people ready to work it out? Are there people to give it flesh? When Ezekiel prophesied, the army rose, Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 9, but they still it didn't have breath. Are there people who will put flesh, who will put sinew, who will, to this word? Are there people? Who believe that they have been commissioned these are the people that romans chapter 8 verse 19 are talking about these are the people that god has summoned to this conference somebody if you're here know that you have been summoned by god you have been summoned by god to this conference it's called manifestation of the sons of god conference to manifest means to display it means to come out have you come out have you come out it's not to come out of your household is that your mind has come out of something that this Nigeria belongs to me and the people that are claiming it right now. I'm not a visitor to Nigeria. I was not appointed to hunger. I was not appointed to famine. Affliction cannot be my neighbor. You guys are quiet. You know, there is an awakening, an awakening, an awakening that needs to happen. So look, the very first slide I have here is that we have to embrace our identity. That's the very first thing. So I've been laying foundation for where we're going. Sometimes we take it for granted that we know we understand. But what we know we understand, we need to visit all the time. Kalamasikata. We need to visit because you may know it, but not have a revelation of what you know. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no revelation, his people cast off restraint. So where there's no revelation, people will not behave like owners of the land. They will behave like tenants. You'll be looking for who to pay rent to. Meanwhile, they're the owners. You are the owner of Nigeria if you're a child of God. 
And I'm talking about born again spirit filled child of God. Nigeria belongs to you somebody. Nigeria belongs to you. I thought this shout would have been rapturous sir. Do you know, I used to think everybody lived in heaven like myself. Heavenly transportation. Till I started seeing people reading, writing books about it. If I write, I'll have 10 volumes. If you visit heaven, you will never be quiet on this earth. You will know that heaven is real. Activity is real. When you shout amen, honestly, you affect something. If you are, if, if you are familiar with heaven, honestly, you won't come to church and do shakara for God and pastor. You're stressing pastor. Time of revelation, they'll be stressing pastor. Oh yeah, go to 10 people. Oh yeah, go to 5. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll sing, sing, oh yeah. Embracing our identity. Say, I have an identity. Do you know why I'm speaking like this? I said I went through trauma yesterday that I am standing here to take back what belongs to me. Authority of what I went through must be restored, but greater authority than I had yesterday. So let me preach to myself. Pastor, let me preach to myself. I need to encourage myself. Psalm 119 verse 11. How can a young man curse his ways? Because it is a sin to be in doubt. It's a sin to be in unbelief. It's a sin even to stay in one place. Because stagnation is not of God. How can a young man cleanse his ways? Say by taking heed. I refuse to give Satan credit for anything that happens in my life. I don't care how much attention he tries to get from me. No. I want to know what God wants to establish. Malika Sakata, when you enter plane and he's, he's gaining altitude and he's shaking, you say, devil, devil, it's not Jesus. Huh? As you're moving in revelation, turbulence, it's Jesus, isn't it? Because he's getting you familiar to that level of glory. Somebody shout glory. glory. Somebody shout glory. Embracing our identity. We have an identity. God, when I was just a thought in his mind, he was creating a people exactly like him. In his image and in his, he had a, a family meeting like this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, Pastor Opie. They said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And they established that. And he knew that man needed to work with authority. And so he gave man authority. Genesis 1.28 and it's called a culture mandate. Because unless you bring down that authority to Nigeria... Oh, Ramasakata, to where you live, you're still under the culture of that area. Otako has culture. Jabi has culture. Metama has culture. Unless you bring the culture of heaven, Lima Satami Handaya, heaven's way of doing things, heaven's way of opening gate, heaven's way of employing gate man, heaven's way of doing garden, heaven's way, unless you do that, you're going to be subjected to the atmosphere of where you live. So, God established a culture mandate. Genesis 1.28. He gave us dominion. Kingdom dominion is not to dominate. It's an authority power that has to be expressed in such a way that people just naturally come and submit to who you're carrying. They submit to who you're carrying, what you are carrying. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul tells you that you're carrying the inheritance of God. Do people fear? That's why the devil doesn't want us to read the Bible. When you know that you are carrying the inheritance of Christ, you're carrying something for him, will you not protect it? This is how you'll be walking. Fear of God. Isn't it so? You protect it. Hallelujah. Next slide. So, we have to embrace our identity. Our identity as sons of God. We have to. You have to where you are. 
Well, you have to where you are tonight. As you're hearing what I'm speaking, you have to be agreeing. You have to be saying, God, let it be so. Let it be so for me. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. I must manifest. I am a son of God. Because you're carrying the culture of kingdom. Only you can change your area. That's the truth. Devil doesn't want you to know that. And this hasn't got to do with your academic you know, qualification. It has nothing to do with your size, your color. It has nothing to do with your status. It has to do with Jesus Christ and him crucified. It has to do with Jesus Christ, the hope of your glory that you carry inside. It has to do with the treasures of God that you carry inside. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Those treasures is the fullness of the gospel. It's not Naira and Kobo. It's not dollar. Dollar cannot buy it. It's the fullness of the gospel. As we are speaking of the fullness of what it is to be a son of God and what it is to manifest. That nobody is going to give you a manifestation ticket. You have to make that decision. You have to decide. You have to determine. You have to say it's about time. Hallelujah. You have to understand. You have to know that they are standing on it on tiptoe waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Who is carrying solution to Nigeria's problems? Who's carrying solution to the problems of my street? So we look at it. Jesus Christ came and he restored the cultural mandate. Okay, and I said to you that the very first thing that God gave man to do in the, uh, in the Garden of Eden was to define. This is the work of apostles. It is the work of apostles. We're talking about the body of Christ. I'm going to pray for you tonight, and I'm going to finish this this teaching in a way that you probably scream. But this is a Bible-believing church. We have to lay foundation. I don't know if you know. That the next two months, uh, make or do, and I'm not, I'm not even talking natural stuff. I'm talking of the heaven I'm seeing in this room. That the next two months are months, you are pretty much like Esther. The Esther church is standing. And Mordecai, the type of the Holy Spirit, is saying to you, do you know that you are in the kingdom for such a time as this? Do you know that we can either be aligned to God's calendar for our time and season, Oh, we can be misaligned. Don't let anybody fool you. The church is God's bride. It's God's way, God's avenue to establish his plans in a land. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what they come out to tell you. Don't tie, tie this, tie that. They want to distract you. The church is still God's powerhouse. Still God's battle axe. And you are the church. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that the very first very first instruction God gave in creation to man. First responsibility is to define. And to define a thing is to name it. Whatever Adam named what he created, it became that. What you name things in the next two months is what it's going to become. So you cannot be in the shallow end of the glory river and be passing WhatsApp messages and all of that. You need to look at, you need to become a governor, a steward. That's the responsibility we were given in Genesis 128. This particular conference is not a place that we're coming to play. We're coming to sort out so many things because time is of the essence. God has chosen this assembly. This is no game playing. I know how I came here. I'm not here to preach. I'm here to bring you the mind of God in such a way that Kalamasika, this is a territorial church. There are some places you can't preach this kind of thing. By the time you step out of your heart, they said the pastor had accident. You guys need to understand these things. That the spirit realm is real and the natural realm is real. So we have authority to align something. Somebody say align. 
to align a thing is to straighten it. In my native dialect, Igbo language, they say you straighten a, a, a talk. There comes a time where you have to straighten talk. Why do you straighten it? Because without truth, there cannot be forward movement. So we have come to straighten some talk this particular weekend so that the church can cross that that prophetic Red Sea, so the Red Sea is also prepared to swallow pursuing Egyptians. Why? Because the Egyptian you see today, you will see again no more. I said the Egyptian you see today, you will see again no more. So we have come, that all of us can bring out that rod, that shepherd's rod, and the Red Sea will part, and the horse and the rider will be swallowed. The cross is not in vain. Tell your neighbor cross is not in vain so god gave adam definition as the first responsibility we say we're laying foundation bible says that no foundation can be laid except that which is laid on by jesus we have come to lay foundation for our forward movement individually corporately as a church as a nation and we're saying to you, you have a responsibility to define you have a responsibility to say what is the truth don't just exist you can't god is giving us time to emerge as sons of God. Are you hearing me? A son has rights. A son has inheritance. A son has obligation. A son is carrying contract. A son, do you know what it is to be a son? A son can put key in front door anytime. You understand? A son doesn't have to sneak around. A, a, a son can fool around and still sit on the daddy's lap. Is that true? And mommy can still cuddle his son. Shout, I'm a son. Shout, I'm a son. So, this, in our sonship, it's our responsibility to understand and embrace our identity. Somebody say, I'm not an accident. I'm not just a churchgoer. I am a son. I am a son of the house. I am a son of the house. If you're a woman, you need to tell it to yourself more so. Because it's not a gender thing we're talking about here. We're talking about identity that we received from the cross. I am a son. We're talking about responsibility bearing that when you enter, that the things that women are supposed to do come to you naturally. They don't have to spend three hours trying to teach you what you comes to you naturally because it's in your makeup. When God made you, he made you a female expression of who he is. I can cook 10 soups and all 10 will be ready at the same time. None will taste the same. Masika Tahanda Bababa. And yet I left this place at 16. I can sweep the entire Abuja with broom and I can use vacuum cleaner. Why? Because it's, it's in my DNA of who I am as a woman. I don't need to go for a woman conference to know how to love on my husband, to know how to cook for my husband. I don't need to sing to him. I just need to do what I need to do because I am his wife. I can raise my voice 31 years, 32, I can't, I, can't, I can't even think about it. It's not necessary. All right? So we're straightening. It's a family meeting, isn't it? It's a family meeting. The entire family is being healed. It's, uh, Micah and Isaiah have prophesied it. That we're coming in a time where we'll have family conferences. The child knows what to do. The woman knows what to do. The man knows what to do. Going back to this. So this is the culture mandate. Jesus Christ came and he restored it in case... In case some people think truth was lost. Matthew 28, 19. Not only did he restore it. Verse 18, he made what I'm doing now is laying foundation. Jesus laid foundation for authority. He made us understand that authority was given to him. I'm a lawyer by training. We don't just jump into the you know, deep end of stuff or middle. You have to lay foundation. We call it local standard. Okay? So Jesus Christ, I'm finishing very quickly. Jesus Christ came back and he restored the culture mandate. He restored the culture mandate. Why is it a culture? You're bringing the culture of heaven to where you are. 
that place you work must change because you're there. You're the son of God. That kitchen you cook must look like heaven on earth. Your children must be like heaven on earth. You, everything about you must be different. And you know what I like about this? You can decide this minute. Enough is enough. I'm bringing change. It's not by fight. It's not by, it is inside of me. What is inside of me, I'm just going to express. It's a decision that can be made any day. And this conference is for that, for the sake of Nigeria. So Jesus restored the, we'll see more of this. Jesus restored the culture mandate. Matthew 28, 19. I said, go and make disciples of nations. And nations here, Jesus was not just talking about Nigeria, Ghana, uh, England. You, wherever people are gathered in the Greek understanding, ethnos means nations. That is the way they think. The way that church, every church has its culture. Every fellowship has its culture. Every, so wherever you are, I say, go and disciple the nations. It means that you carry something that even your orgas must respond to. And you can, when you go home, you can check Psalm 119 verse 100. Okay? Not now. Check it. You will see that the ancients respond to what you carry. Tomorrow we'll look more about the, on, uh, on the definitions. Can you give me the next slide, please? So Matthew 28, 19, you know, and then 1 Peter 2, 9, you all know it. It tells you the kind of people we are. We're a chosen generation. We're a royal priesthood. We're God's special people. And before Peter is talking this, God himself told them, told, you know, biblical Israel in Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. He, he told them exactly who they are. So that word he gave to them was existing. Peter comes, he talks about it. He is restored again. Truth. That we are not just people on the street, Otako market. We say market. We are God's chosen people. We're not just priests. A royal. We're God's chosen people. We have what it takes to be nice to ourselves. You don't have to wait for anybody to be nice to you. Hallelujah. So we have to embrace our identity. And then we need to embrace inheritance. For us to enter manifestation as sons of God. We have to believe that we have an inheritance. Galatians 4.1 tells us that an heir, while still a child, he's no less than a slave, even though he's a master of all. So when we sort out identity crisis, we have to embrace inheritance mindset. Psalm 24 verse 1. This church is God's. It's fullness thereof. This area is God's. Because this church is here, we are the governing authority. Who we decide will pass, will pass. Who we say will not pass. Do you understand? This is the season of the elevation of God's house, remember? And God's house is not rising as church. God's house is rising as ecclesia. Somebody shout out to me, ecclesia. Okay, somebody shout ecclesia. You can remember me by that. You can laugh if you never heard it, but at least let it be a word you grasp. Somebody shout ecclesia. I know this is a Bible teaching, Bible believing. God's body is rising up as an army, as a judicial body, as legislators. You're rising up as senators and members of the house of rep, but not the one here, not NAS, as heavenly NAS, that you're going to pass laws, that when you pass those laws, they will be established for you according to Job 22, 28. I'm coming down there to pray for you. So we have to understand that the earth is our inheritance. I said, by this revelation, we became a global family. I made up my mind, I'm not going to any embassy. And that was the end, Pastor. By the time they were begging us to take Canadian citizenship, maybe like 18 years ago, we couldn't fit it in. 
we could not fit it in because we had British, we had American, we had Af Nigerian. Obviously, Africa is open to us. You can't be an apostle and be an illegal, illegal immigrant. How, how is that? I, I'm an apostle. You can't live. Uh, you can't. You can't live Bagbalada. And you say I'm an apostle of Bagbalada. No, come on, let's get it right. We're straightening talk. So the earth is his inheritance, fullness thereof. And so God wants us to become a people, sons of God, who can say, give me the nation as my inheritance. Uh, is there anybody who is so full of God that they can say, give me Nigeria to manage? Have you seen? I don't want to say anything, scandal, Pastor. I say, if I'm here by 2023, we will collect form. Do you know that by 2023, all of us will have money, everybody will be collecting form. You know it takes a lot to collect from. Pastor, plenty of us we collect from. Hmm? Hmm? No, don't laugh. You, you better pray it into being. Do you know what it is? It's fulfillment of Psalm 2 verse 8. Pastor, people will, will collect from. Give me Nigeria as my inheritance. Bishop, you know collect. President 2023. Hallelujah, somebody! So that's the realm of give me the nation as my inheritance. Uttermost parts of the earth because Psalm 22 verse 28 tells us that he rules in the affairs of nations. But he rules through us. Is somebody getting the chronology? Are you getting the chronology? What I'm trying to do is to get you ready. Because there's a greater one coming. As Jesus said. I'm getting you ready so that you understand. That this weekend is not just an ordinary weekend. That it's a power packed weekend. Hallelujah. That we're not coming to talk childish talk. We're coming to talk about taking keys for terrorism. Taking keys for nations. Taking keys for businesses. Taking keys for continents. We cannot be reading that the richest, richest black person is, a, is someone that is not of our faith, yet we carry the promise. And we are not going to appropriate the promise that we carry. Oh, the days are here. Hallelujah. So I'm asking, are there heirs to the inheritance of Nigeria? Yes, we need to understand seasons sometimes. They go quickly. That this is the season of the manifestation of the sons of God. Uh, uh, heaven is not looking for children who have to be told bedtime stories. Heaven is looking for, for sons of God who understand that they are carrying authority. Who understand that they can go into hospitals and vacate the hospital. That was what God did with uh, uh, Mr. Babalola in a kitty state. 66 dead people are brought back to life in his ministry in this Nigeria. Is there anybody that is uh, according to Isaiah 61 verse 7 for double portion of that anointing which means how many people are going to rise up in your time if 66 people rose up in his time if my mathematics is right it's gonna be about 132 in your ministry are you that hungry people are dying people are sick and you are still being religious are you hungry for that realm where you become a solution provider you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover are you ready to say, God, give me healing hands. Give me healing hands. These are the sons of God. Come on, let's go. Yes, and Romans 8. I mean, what I love about the Bible, it doesn't even make us begin to think who are the sons of God. It's as many as are led by the Spirit of God. We'll look at that tomorrow. Quick. So we're in elevate season. We've seen that. We've seen that. Yes. Nations will bow to the Lordship of Jesus. Yes. So we are called to be an, an advancing territorial army, but we can only advance by revelation. By revelation. So let me come down and begin to finish with advance by revelation. And I began to bring you the scripture there that apostles are needed. What Peter did is what I'm trying to do tonight. What Peter did in Acts chapter 2 is what I'm trying to do tonight. Hallelujah. Now, there was an existing promise in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. The shape of church 
was that there was one prophet, one king, and one priest. And God began to speak through the man of God. He said, there's coming a time where the church is going to change. The shape of church is going to change. If nothing changes, a word will become familiar within Nigeria. In fact, we have moved to the next level, change the change. Is the church ready? We've moved to the next level, change the change. The church needs to shift uh, to be ahead of changing the change. We have to always be ahead of them so that if that is a wrong pronouncement, we shut down the altar of that. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? They have moved to change the change. But have you got the revelation that you are supposed to be, you are the one supposed to be determining the sound of the nation and not the politicians. Every politician comes out of this mountain of the Lord's house. These are the parents, parents of the politicians. What am I saying? Order is coming back. I don't care how rich you are. You came out of somewhere. You came out of someone biological spiritual and you're going to be accountable to someone every territory is bringing out their biggest masquerade so if you're a child of god you decide you will not learn accountability that's what we're talking about you will not learn order tomorrow i will break it up for you in the greek you will be running at night by the time you'll be seeing what you've never seen before you'll be phoning pastor I saw fire in my house. There's no fire. So God is giving us time to have family conversations so we know how we are coming out. Listen to me. Whether devil likes it or not, pastor, we are going to determine what happens in this Nigeria. Fear not. Fear not. Fear not. That's why God has gathered us so that we understand our identity, that we are sons of God, we're not children. So that we change our mindset, begin to think of inheritance, that a, a, an heir while still a child... An heir, while still a child, is not better than a slave, even though he's master of all. Nima Sataba. That you can become someone that can stand on Hebrews chapter 9 and say, no, 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 nobody can tell me I'm not a decision maker in Nigeria. I am from the Father's church. I understand the scripture. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Blood has been shed. There's remission. Satan, you have nothing on me. You have nothing on me. A wise man falls and gets up seven times. I am up. Malakabusata. Let the main thing be the main thing. I am a governor. I am a steward. I keep saying Nigerian church, rise up. Sons manifest. Isaiah 35 talks about excellency. The entire blueprint of his excellency is from the Bible. We're supposed to understand it. He said, when we see Cyrene, oh my God, as I came out of the airport, dispatch riders, four motorcycles, come and see the car. I mean, I wanted to run back to the young man and say, what's going to happen after four years when you come out? How are you going to cope? How are you going to cope? We are supposed to be the ones, pastors, that understand. Isaiah 35. But we stand and be looking at them like cinema. Go to their office, be feeling full. But I've come to tell you that this is the hour for the sons of God. God is no longer waiting for you. There is an existing promise. Pastor Ikena has caught it. He set up this conference. Pastor Chinez has caught it. Father's church caught it. It's the time for the commissioned. time for the commissioned it's time for courageous people like you it's time for courageous people like you 
You're going to sing this song for me. Do you know how to sing it? Who, 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 who can? Do you know, we have to sing our native dialects. You understand? Some war songs. Making the, mani the manifest wisdom of God known to principalities and powers in heavenly places. Mashaka. Somebody begin to begin to manifest right now. Somebody begin to manifest. He said, Rise up, your mighty. You are a mighty man of war. Right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go back there. Let me just finalize and pray for you. I want to make sure you understand. Do you know if you understand the realm where we're dealing with tomorrow, you will carry even a dead person. You will carry a corpse. When was the last time you talked about carrying a corpse to a service? When was the last time you carried cancer patients to church? When was the last time? You say, I'm not asking for money. I came off a plane. In fact, the person that was begging me to remain in America, if they begged three people, they won't, they'll cancel this conference. I said, no, I can't. I said, Pastor, Ikena told me something. Somebody shout, oh no. Honor. Hi. I wish you guys understood the currency of honor. Pastor Chines, when I started ministry, the Lord called me, said, Oh, B. I said, Yes, Lord. He said, Do you know you can build a successful ministry just on honor? He said, Just honoring. You don't need to do anything. I came at great cost. And I got to Heathrow Airport. Everything I had, in fact, I was stranded. Everything I had was left on the plane, and within five minutes, they said they didn't find it. I cried out to God. From the depth of my spirit, and I got to a stage, I knew the devil was bringing me trauma. I said, God, what have you appointed for Abuja? You understand that this is how you don't even, I can't even itemize the things. That maybe after, at the end of this conference, then we can think. My husband just kept on saying, Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. And advice was coming stay in England, go to the embassy there, do this, do that. I said, I can't. This man spoke a word that helped me manage myself in Abuja and I understood that there are great things God wants to do here you will be doing God a disservice you will belittle my suffering if you don't believe for a breakthrough this weekend Pastor Tony Rappu is known in heaven as a revivalist I don't know if you know the man's history when God converges now we, sh we have a daughter in common who is at the root of where I was sent to Nigeria. It's not an accident. 
Yesterday she was taking pictures from the, my, the front of my house in Solihull. It's not an accident. Dio, you know her, Dio. So when things like this start to happen, you know, earlier on I was telling you about Joe. That Joe, God said the shape of church is changing. Joe chapter 2, he says it's no longer going to be one prophet, one uh, past, uh, prophet, one priest, one king. He said, now I'm going to flatten it. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That becomes the time of responsibility. That's you and I now. The fact that we're standing in the same road doesn't mean we're the same. There's no, God is not partial, but he honors rank and fire. Hmm? Is anybody with me here? So God says, so everybody's going to be able to touch this thing. Everybody's going to be able to prophesy. Everybody's going to be able to have dreams. Not everybody, you know. Old men, young men, daughters. So the family of God is going to be active and vibrant. Everybody's going to be able to, be, to participate. Now the hour has come. Hallelujah. We need to understand that our identity is victory. Our inheritance is victory. Our persona is victory. Our disposition is victory. And everything about us is victory. And so we are victorious. We're not going to go and find victory. We just need to know that. And so we must not the Bible says in Acts 14, 22, the apostles, they said we must through many tribulations, trials and tribulations, enter into the kingdom of God. We don't look for it. But we don't give devil credit for the things that God is using. I believe that Kilama Sakata, that what happened to me yesterday is to birth me into a new order. It's also to birth you into a new order. Hallelujah. I don't want to boast. Maybe tomorrow, I'm telling some of you, tomorrow you will have testimonies. I have had a resurrection a dead child rise in my ministry and it's recorded in Birmingham Heartlands Hospital as a, a near death experience I don't know who you are fibroids I don't know who you are rent issues I don't know who you are please pray for tomorrow pray for Pastor Tony pray for the pastors pray for what is going to happen in this area there is a regeneration even this area is going to be one of the most vibrant economic areas of Abuja remember this there's an altar of heaven what is happening today this weekend is going to manifest in the physical economy of the area are you used to that kind of realm are you used to that kind of realm this is what will happen and I want you to know that so I want to pray for you tonight and I want to thank you for following through God is raising us up as a territorial army so as you go home now before you enter your house declare something let the winds carry your voice in that area of your street make a declaration make a declaration tell God you're ready to govern that area you're ready to administrate that area what I've said in a hurry I will break down tomorrow hallelujah in a short time because powerhouses must rise from this place. I went to Lagos how many years ago? The Lord told me, tell them Lagos is not an oil producing state, but you will become. Three weeks after I left, Chinese company signs agreement with Lagos. Today, Lagos is bringing oil. Today, Dangote is building refinery. Where are you people? I went to Lagos. That okay will tell you. I told them, God said, three miles from this place, there is a city that is coming. Pastors, go and train your town planners. Train. Before we knew it, how many, I mean, two years later, President Jonathan was commissioned in Atlantic City. See, God wants us when he says it, we're there to take it. Because if we don't, others will take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Father, I just want to thank you for everybody here. I want to thank you for the miraculous. I want to thank you for the dunamis that is here. I want to thank you particularly for your son, Pastor Ikenna Okeke, for your daughter, Pastor Chineze Okeke, for their leadership. I want to thank you, oh God, for some territorial influencers here, for the pastors here in the front row. I want to thank you. There is something happening right now. When we begin to declare this song, even if it's for a second, because I'm handing over now, just understand that this is a warrior song from a warring tribe, and Judah must go first. The sons of Judah must go first. And so let that warrior, warrior anointing in you, as a son of God the Bible says the endless expectation the trees are waiting for you I said the rats that you're killing uh, uh, are waiting for you I said cockroaches are waiting they don't want to come into your home they just want you to manifest and clean that house uh, they're all waiting the grass is waiting everything is waiting for you to know that you are a son that you carry solution that you carry healing power, that you carry provision, that you carry the key of the kingdom of heaven. And you need to find prophecies that have not come to fulfillment. And you need to begin to declare them over your life, over your church, that every church you belong to, you are a son. Find something to do for God. Birth revival, birth revival, birth reformation, birth transformation. Hold up your pastor's hands. Don't wait to be asked anymore. This is the hour of the manifestation of the commissioned. If you have been commissioned tonight by the Holy Spirit, help me shout a very loud hallelujah. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.